What's going on, everybody? Happy New Year. Cheers out, cheers out, cheers out. Happy New Year, everybody. Big things coming for Punch in the Mouth in 2024. Let's start this new year off right. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the first UFC of the year. Peace, guys. Later. going on everybody i hope everybody is well now i know it's the first podcast of the new year but the reason i waited this long is one the kids were on vacation and then two the first fight card of the year doesn't happen until this weekend what are we going to talk about now you're going to tell me well they've announced ufc 300 belts and connor's return i can still talk about that right now with you guys like, nothing has changed. But before we get into all of that, I want to talk about something that was sent to me over the holidays pertaining to the one and only Habib Nurmagomedov's record. And you guys can also, anybody listening to this, you could DM me on Instagram. I'm trying to set up a fan email account, but I'm still debating on whether to do that or not because I don't know if people will actually use it, to be honest with you. Okay, so here we go. What I have in front of me right now is a screenshot sent to me by somebody that listens to the show, which I really appreciate. They sent me a screenshot of Habib's first 15 fights. Habib's first opponent was 0-0, just like Habib. Habib's second opponent, 0-0. Habib's third opponent, 0-0. Habib's fourth opponent, 0-4. Habib's fourth opponent, 0-0. Habib's Fifth opponent, wait, Habib's fourth opponent, 0 and 4. Habib's fifth opponent, 0 and 0. Habib's sixth opponent, 0 and 0. Habib's seventh opponent, 2 and 0. So he didn't fight a person with a winning record until he was 6 and 0. Habib's eighth opponent, I mean, seventh opponent, 2 and 1. Wait, I get confused. So it's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. Yeah, so his seventh opponent was two and zero. His eighth opponent two and one. His ninth opponent five and five. His tenth opponent four and two. His eleventh opponent thirteen and nine. His eleventh opponent his eleventh opponent was thirteen and nine. His twelfth opponent was zero and two. His thirteenth opponent was one and one. His fourteenth opponent was. Oh wait, so okay, never mind. Let's start all over because. So his first opponent, because the way they did this is like they would count it as it goes. So he started out 0-0 against this one guy. So that's his first opponent. His second opponent, 0-0. His third opponent, 0-0. His fourth opponent, 0-4. His fifth opponent, 0-0. His sixth opponent, 0-0. His seventh opponent, 2-0. So until his seventh fight, he got a fighter with the winning record. His eighth opponent, two and one. His ninth opponent, five and five. His tenth opponent, four and two. 
his 11th opponent 13 and 9, his 12th opponent 0 and 2, his 13th opponent 1 and 1, his 14th opponent 5 and 0. I mean, his, 13, his 14th opponent 5 and 2. And then it goes on to say his 15th opponent was 0 and 0, and then his 16th opponent was 28 and 22. So the question that was posed to me was, do I think this makes him less legit? I mean, his record, like, it's no secret. His record was padded, padded. But let me pose this question to you and specifically to this person that has told me the UFC is the best organization. He did go undefeated in the UFC. So, again, my, the same question to you. How legit is the record then? I don't care that it was nine fights. The last three guys he fought. Well, you can tell me Connor was just because Connor will get you paid. Okay, fine. But up until that point, Connor was elite. Even in the fight with Habib, Connor was an elite fighter. His next fight, Dustin Poirier. Like, they just announced Dustin is going to fight Benoit Saint Denis in the co main event of UFC 299. So you guys tell me. And then his last opponent, Justin Gaethje. Now, for Justin, it's either rumored he's going to fight Islam Mahashev next or he's going to fight Max Holloway for the BMF belt. I don't know. But you guys tell me. Because just with those three fights, because let's look at it. Let's look at it. So the, the first 15 fights, okay, sure. There was... As the term goes, his record's padded. But then you get to, he had almost 12 more fights after that. And only in two of those fights, people say he lost the round. So you guys tell me, if you don't think Habib Nurmagomedov is legit, you need to turn around and look at yourself. Is it he, is his record as good as we all thought? No, it's sexy. But the dude is legit as hell. He's as legit as they come. You can't tell me he's not. And then there's a rumor that he might return. I don't know how true those rumors are. But that is the rumor. So if the point of sending me that was like, so does this change your mind on him? No. Like that guy's going to go down in history as one of the best. Even more because they knew what he was going to do and they couldn't do jack about it. Okay. And, like, it's not like what happened to Ronda happened to him. Like, people knew what he was going to do. His game plan was to go in there, grab you, slowly drown you, and then eventually either win by decision by, like, utter torture, ground and pound, or submission. Like, so that's even more impressive now that I think of it. It's even more impressive that people knew what he was going to do, and he couldn't stop it. Now you're going to tell me, well, he didn't fight a wrestler. Like, the only criticism I could give Khabib is he never rematched anybody, you know? Like, that's like the only real criticism I could give him. Because at the time that he was fighting, there were no real wrestlers at his level until he retired. Michael Chandler came in, but that was like during the Justin Gaethje fight because if you guys remember Chandler was supposed to be the backup fighter for that fight so if you guys want to come at me we'll be like well he didn't fight nobody yes he did look at the last three guys he fought those guys are still at the top of the bill like it's rumored that Justin is one of the few people getting the next title shot even though Dana White announced 
Armin Sarukian versus Charles Oliveira, UFC 300. Co- well, I don't know if it's co-main event, but it's going to happen on that car for the number one contender. But then Islam came out either a day or two after, merely a few hours after saying, Justin Gaethje in June, Charles Sarukian winner in November, and then, or what is it that he said? I want to give it to you guys right. I believe it's Justin Gaethje in June, Charles Sarukian winner in November, and then February, whoever, something like that. He said something along those lines. Okay, here we go. He goes June 8th, UFC pay-per-view versus Gaethje. November, UFC MSG versus Oliveira Armin. Winner, February 2025 versus anybody. Okay, there you go, bro. So there's that tweet. So I don't know if the UFC goes, okay, we're just in case anything happens because they already announced Oliveira versus Sarukian for UFC 300. And then you have Nathan saying that he's ready to headline UFC 300 because he was supposed to fight at UFC 200. But Nathan is apparently rumored to be boxing Jorge Masvidal in March. Now, like everybody knows that I love the Diaz brothers, but I'm going to say this. And I'm going to say it once. Like, if, if he's going to go in there just to get paid, good for him. But, like, it's going to be hard for me to get excited if he's just going to go in there, walk in, and get punched. Like, you say, well, that's always been his strategy. I'm like, no, yes, but he does fight back. Or he did. But in his last few fights, he just went in there. Besides the Tony fight. The Tony fight, he actually was winning rounds and then people are gonna give me lack about that but anyway my point is i want to be excited for the fight but with his last performance and then he goes on oh i was hurt but you know me i don't give a fuck i'm like well i do bro like how do you want me to root for you if you're not gonna try your best you know like they'll always be my favorite fighters don't get me wrong on that but how do you want me to root for you if I know you're going to be like, wow, wow, I didn't really lose that fight. I won that shit. But you lose on all the scorecards. Like, what? So we'll see, man. Apparently that's happening in March. For UFC 300, they announced some fights. They announced one of the title fights will be Yang Wei Li versus Yan Shainan. A lot of people are mad that's not happening in China. I think that's a missed opportunity for the UFC. But they have the reasons of doing it, right? Maybe they just want to stack UFC 300 to the gills. But if that's one of the title fights, what would the other fights be, bro? Would it be Leon versus Bilal? Would it be... um? It's not going to be Islam. He's trying to fight in June. And that's in the middle of Ramadan. Let's see who else. What other champion is it? It's not going to be John Jones. The only other guy I could think of is Tom Aspinall will probably fight Cyril Gaon. That's another thing. Did you guys see the John Jones tweets? Let's go read those and then we'll look at possible other title fights. Let's see what this says. It says John Jones fires back at Tom Aspinall. I recognize only four of these names on your resume. Okay. Let's see here. Just hours after undergoing elbow surgery, John Jones took time to fire back at Tom Aspinall for his repeated callouts on social media. 
the reigning UFC champion who suffered a torn pectoral muscle last year that delayed his fight with Stipe Miocic will likely return in the summer, but he's been the center of attention for Aspinall for the past few days after he claimed the interim championship in John Jones's absence. Aspinall has rather loudly called for a title unification bout rather than rebooking the fight with Miocic. The latest jab came via TikTok when Aspinall posted a a video showing that he would be willing to wait for the Jones fight, which finally caught the attention of of the fighter, which finally caught the attention of the fighter UFC CEO. You know, I often calls for the greatest of all time. Well, now I get it. Which often called for the fighter UFC CEO Dana White often calls the greatest of all time. I recognize only four names on this resume, Jones wrote in a now deleted post on Instagram, launching TikToks at TikTok attacks while I'm over here on the injury list. It's just whack. You get no points for that. Where from? Where I'm from? For that? Where I'm from? Jones also scoffed at Espinosa's supposed frustration that he will have to wait a chance to unify the titles with Miocic getting the next crack at the undisputed champion. I mean, it doesn't really work like that. Jones said, "I was the champion when I was 23 years old." I mean, and then this is the shit John Jones says that fucking pisses me off. He goes, it doesn't work like that, Jones said. I was a champion when I was 23 years old. You can't show up at the age of 30 pretending like you've been chasing me your whole life. I have no clue who 90% of his resume is. Meanwhile, I've been highlighting UFC events my entire career. Well, John... Of course, bro. Like, they see you as their golden ticket. Like, what? Now, are you saying that because you didn't even know you were going to be a heavyweight? Because for a while, I, I doubted it as well. I'm like, this guy's just going to retire. But then you came to heavyweight. But then you start talking like this. That's why I told you guys. If you guys follow my Instagram, whoever fights Tom Aspinall next, whether Tom wins or lose, follow that person because they're going to be the, the... So the way... I believe this happens what the way because the only way this doesn't happen if Stipe goes, all right, I beat John Jones. Now I'm going to go fight Tom Aspinall or whoever. Like if Tom had lost by that point, whoever beat Tom. I'm not saying that's going to happen. I'm just saying that's a possibility. But if Tom, if John Jones shows up and smokes Stipe Miocic, he retires there because remember, he signed a six-fight deal before he fought Cyril. He signed that. And if you guys remember, the way these work is, even if John were to complete those six fights, they'll extend the contract for another three fights for a year, and then the sunset crosses. But the way this is going to work is, John Jones fights Stipe, and then he goes, all right, I'm out. What the UFC will do, and they, were gonna, they did it to George, but apparently George, because George had just signed a contract before he fought Colby, and then he fought Gilbert. So George still has fights on his current UFC deal, but I don't think he's going to fight for the UFC. So the UFC says, as long as it's not MMA, we'll, we'll let you do this. So apparently he had to get the green light from the UFC to go and do the supposed Nate Diaz boxing fight. So the way this is going to work is, if John Jones beats Stipe and says, all right, I'm out, the UFC still has four fights, that he owes them unless they go, all right, bro. Unless the UFC just decides to release him. You know what I mean? 
So, like, that's why I said, if you haven't seen the video, it's on my Instagram page. Please go check it out, Punch the Mouth Official. Whoever Tom's next fight is, whether Tom wins or loses, follow that person for the belt. Because I believe if John Jones beats the, the only way this doesn't happen, and I still believe it if Stipe wins. If Stipe or John win, they retire. And then whoever Tom is having, whoever Tom fought, whether he wins or loses, that person will be reinstated as champion. Think of it as what they did with Robert Whitaker and GSP. Remember, they, they had Yoel Romero and Rob fight, and Rob won. And then they were going to build up Robert Whitaker versus Michael Bisbing. But then George was like, come on, bro, let me fight him. So they fought. And then, so they're like, all right, it's going to be you and Rob. And then George was like, no, no, thank you. Like, no, thank you. So there's that. That's what I believe is going to happen there. Now let's look at these fights this weekend. Akilaya versus Walker. And again, bro, it's a apex card. So I don't expect much. Magomed Akilaya will fight Johnny Walker. Mateus Nikolayu. Is it Nikolayu or Nikolai? Uh, let's just say Nikolai will fight Manel Kopp. That guy's good. Jim Miller will fight Gabriel Benitez. Ricky Simone will fight Mario Batista. Phil Haas will fight Bruno Ferreira. Andre Arlowski will fight Waldo Cortez Acosta. Matthew Semsberger will fight Kristen pa Parsons. Marcus McGee will fight Gaston Polanos. So let's start with Ricky Simone. Ricky Simone's the only guy to beat. Um, Marav Dual is really, if you ask a lot of people, they'd be like, nah, 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 the ref fucked up. Like, uh, dude, just don't fight it, bro. Because if that's the case, the ref also fucked up for John Jones. John Jones should be undefeated. Jim Miller's still going strong. If Jim Miller wins, do you guys think he'll fight at UFC 300? I know that was a goal of his. So if Jim Miller wins, I wouldn't be surprised if we see him at UFC 300. And then from there, he retired. Uh, Manel Cobb versus. Matthews or Mateus Nikolayu. Um, we're gonna look at the UFC rankings and then we're gonna see what other championship fights could take place at UFC 300, and we'll stop there. So I want to look at the rankings specifically for Manel Cop. So Manel Kopp is number six. Mateus Nikolayu is number five. Kai Kara France is number four. Brandon Royval is number three. Almira Bazi and Brandon Moreno are gonna fight in Mexico. So I don't know if they're gonna look at that as the number one contender. But if one of these guys wins, they're gonna put themselves in a good position. They'll either fight Kai Kara France next. And you know, if they offer that to Manel Kopp, be like, bro, let's go, bro. Let's go. He does not like that guy at all. So we'll see, man. We'll see. And then at light heavyweight, you got Magomed Akilaya, who's number three, he's going to fight Johnny Walker, who's number seven. I mean, they're going to rematch from the October card, right? And if Magomed wins, Yuri Prohaska and Alexander Rakic are already scheduled. I don't know the timetable on Jamal Hill's return. I hope it's soon because that guy's awesome. But I don't know, man, because they said Alex versus Jamal would be next. But whoever wins, the, if Magomed Akilaya wins, he puts himself in a good position. I don't know if they'll rematch him and Jan next if he doesn't get the title shot, but he should because Yuri and Alexander Rekic will fight at UFC 300. I wonder how bad Jan's injury is. If it's bad, I don't know how long he'll be out for. But now, let's look at who can 
defend the belt at UFC 300. Sean Strickland, he's going to fight in January. He's fighting Drickus Duplicis. If Sean can go in there and like barely take any damage and finish it early, or even this applies to Drickus too, but I don't know if they'll take it, and go right back into training camp, the winner of that could fight the Israel Adesanya at UFC 300. Either fight that that would be make big money, and that's what the UFC is about, right? I don't see the light heavyweight champion fighting at UFC 300. The heavyweight champion is not fighting. Again, this Mex like we need a way for the Mexico card to happen. The problem is like, look, Sean Sean O'Malley's fighting in March. Alexander Volkanovsky's fighting in February. They're saying Islam's not gonna fight till June. So the only other belt that I see right now that could be defended for the men would be the welterweight belt. And that's the rumored main event, which would be Leon Edwards versus Bilal Muhammad. Or they can do, again, it depends what happens, not this Saturday, but next Saturday between Sean Strickland and Drickis. Because if one of those guys goes in there and does work early, like if Sean wins and he could get Drickus out early, he could fight on UFC 300. So then you could have Sean either versus Israel or Sean versus Jared Cannonier. I don't see anybody they're putting Alex against. Unless Jamal can come back in April, which I don't think he is. If anything, we'll see Jamal at the earliest in the late summer or early fall. Alexa Grasso, I know she wanted to fight Wei Li on this 300 card in there. Champion versus champion fight. I mean, they could do her and Valentina again. I don't know if the fans would want that, though. And I don't know if Panto... Like, the problem is there's no clear number one contender in flyweight. Again, you have Amir Albazi versus Brandon Moreno in Mexico. Unless, unless this happens. Unless Manel Cop goes in there, he wins this weekend, and then he tells the UFC, I want to fight UFC 300, give me the champion. That's the only way I see that happening because Manel Cop is that crazy to do that. But I don't know. Who do you guys think would fight on UFC 300? Because they're at least going to add two more title fights to that. Two to three, they said. So right now, my money is going to be on the flyweight, the welterweight, or the middleweight belts being added. The welterweights for sure, but then you would have to think about the flyweight belt and the middleweight belt. But that's all I got for you guys. Make sure you follow me, Punch the Mouth Official on Instagram. Official underscore P-I-T-M on Twitter. Peace, guys. Later.